e-commerce has never been more important, and many are right in the middle of either transforming their business to get digital or starting a new online venture. In this episode, we're going to focus on marketing for e-coms. How do you market yourself digitally to drive online sales? Is marketing any different when you're in e-commerce? If so, in what ways? What we know is that new digital competences are needed these days, but how can you develop them? What can you outsource and what can you do by yourself? To get into the nitty-gritties, we've invited Sara Ehrmann, a super savvy digital marketing expert. She's a digital consultant within data-driven marketing and communication with 10 years of experience within the field. Sarah has helped many e-coms and brands to succeed online. She's worked with over 500 different brands such as Asics, Electrolux and Heston. And she's also educated over 1,500 students in digital marketing at global schools like Hyper Island and Bays. Welcome to Get Savvy, Sarah. We're so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for the nice introduction. Why, why digital marketing? Why did that you know, become an interest for you? So it all started when I, when I actually was a student at Linnaeus University in Växjö. I start, studied business and I studied economics and I really didn't have any thought on working with marketing really. I wanted to work with business models and developing mm. them and work with entrepreneurs. Yeah. That was like my main goal. And then I realized this social media marketing field, it's just get, it was just getting started. Yeah. And I could see as for myself, oh, this might be something that I could, uh, could use to get a job. Yeah. And still I felt like working with economics would be something that I would like to do. But when I when I finished my studies, I got my dream job at an ad agency in, in Stockholm. So I moved there and started working with really big brands such as Pepsi and Hailbop and Folksam. And yeah, the like coolest thing at the moment that you could be working with mm. when you're 20 years yeah. old. So that's where it's where, <laughs> where it all started. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to help companies figuring out uh, social media. And did you? I mean, do you just? It's fun to think back. So, what type of uh, uh, digital marketing were you guys doing at that time? Do you remember? Yeah. Yes, we were building campaign sites, mm. and we were trying um, to get people involved because that was like this was more than 10 years ago when everything on the internet was new and everyone was engaged and if you put up a really if you're looking back at it with not that advanced design mm. uh, these campaigns people would apply to to be in campaigns to compete against each other with fun ideas and that kind of stuff that was the day so uh, I, I think like I had a had a developing development team in in India who were who were like doing all the like coding and stuff, but I was doing the design and conceptual thinking, and it, of course together with uh, with other uh, my colleagues at the ad agency as well. But like it wasn't that hard back then mm. to get people involved, and we weren't as picky on like the designs. <laughs> And that kind of stuff. No, looking at it today, 
how would you describe that the transformation of digital marketing from back then to now? I think it was like what got me interested in digital marketing was that we could get the numbers straight away. Mm. Uh, but what have changed the most is like we were when back then we were acting on the numbers that we saw right now, which was reflecting what what was happening yesterday. Uh, today we are trying to be more like predictive about. Uh, Our, our efforts in digital marketing and that's what, what it's all about yeah. uh, of course using all the data that we have from our act, the previous activities but using that in a way so that we can challenge what we see exactly uh, and I'm thinking for those of you uh, who are listening and who don't know Sara uh, if you were to describe Sara what do you do today what's your what's your business Uh, today, I, I use uh, I like the expression uh, in, "independent consultant" mm -hmm. because that means that I can be uh, be on every every side of the the fence. I could both work uh, uh, as the uh, in inside the business uh, inside the ecom, uh, helping them, coaching them, uh, exploring digital marketing. But I could also be on the agency side, uh, trying to trying to like develop new products. Uh, f for e-com so uh, just as freelancers might be the best way to describe it as well yeah. and I've been doing that for for seven years so uh, that's why it, I've been able to work with so many companies and has, has digital marketing been your main thing throughout those years uh, yes Uh, it has, and I think digital marketing, at least from my from from my perspective, is quite a wide mm. uh, area as as well. So, how do you mean? Like, like because you can work with the communication side of mm. it, and you can work with more of the technical side of it. You can work more with performance or and brand building, and there are so many channels with different principles principles on, on with how you work with it mm. so i think there are like in every field there are like people who are much more specialist than in each field mm. uh, as well but yeah. I, i happen to know that you also teach at a school called hyper island right yes i teach at hyper island and Uh, but but mostly I, there I mo mostly work with the companies. I've been doing some had some students as mm -hmm. well, uh, but also at uh, Paris and Media Institute at the Boros Yrkesug School. I think it, there's like a lot of schools out there, and there are really because there's really a need for uh, digital marketing yeah. uh, skills. I think. And and thinking of that need, so I mean, what's the most common question that you get <laughs> from your students? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> how do I become a marketing specialist? <laughs> I don't know. No, I think what's shifted uh, throughout these years that you can see, uh, like if you go apply to, to a business school today, mm. uh, you will be expecting more uh, like hands-on work. They are looking for more hands-on work. So they want to become Facebook ad specialists. Mm -hmm. uh, like five years ago, everyone wanted, to, everyone wanted to be a strategist and work with brand building and identity. So I think that has shifted mm. a lot. Mm. Um, we see, we, like we see each field more of a, like a working field than like being a generalist, mm. I think. What I think we see today is like we moved on from only like, especially for e-com, only working with the uh, 
Google Ads and uh, search mm. behaviors, yeah. and now we then then we moved on and like realized okay we can do targeted targeted ads on on Facebook, and now we see okay there is so much more that we can do with these platforms, working more data driven. So I think uh, if like as from the co- consumer side of it, I think we see a lot of ads that are actually relevant for us. Yeah. Of course that. Uh, that's not only because that Facebook's algorithms get becomes better and better, but also it allows us to be more creative mm. with with ads because we we need to communicate something. Uh, we can't only be good at targeting, right? No, no, that's true. <laughs> but I, so I mean, maybe then working on this, we're we're still kind of exploring those same platforms like Facebook and like Google. You said, but I'm. But instead, maybe going even more detailed now and more in-depth in type of, of uh, or more granular type of, of, of targeting. Is that what you're, what, what you're saying? Uh, maybe, maybe the targeting, but also using the creative side of it. There are so many format, uh, ads formats out there and we, like we are exploring how in that like 10 seconds or this little... Uh, frame that we have to communicate our message, mm. uh, we become better and better at, at doing that yeah. to the right people, I think. You've also got your own website and a you know, quite extensive how-to section about digital marketing there. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, what was your vision when you put that up? That was actually I start I started this um, my my own site writing articles when I was a student. Mm-hmm. I was writing about what 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 I was learning, and I was still I've like continued uh, doing doing that. Uh, nowadays, I don't do it as, as much as I'd like. I maybe put one or two articles out per year, uh, <laughs> depending on what what my like like what trends you see in in like in the business mm. o- uh, overall but it's been more of a i really need to express myself than more of a strategic thinking yeah. i think yeah it's interesting to but read course, and i think there's a lot of good things there that you can learn from so thanks for sharing nice. yeah good. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at the nordics are, do you think we're good or bad at digital marketing I think we are. I think we are good at digital marketing, especially looking at if we compare ourselves to the rest of Europe. I think mm. uh, the rest of Europe is really uh, looking at what we are doing, and they are also because uh, like want to work with more Scandinavian comp- Scandinavian experts or agencies as well. I have a lot of clients in Europe just because. They know that we are uh, probably know that we are good in the Nordics. Yeah. What we don't have in the Nordics, uh, and we, what we don't realize, we have so little data. Mm. So those tactics that we like hear others working with, they they don't apply the same in the same way because we could just in, in like like in t- the entire Sweden is like a, a little segment of like the US, for example. Yeah. It's like one area in New York, and so we can easily like by doing ads target everyone in Sweden with our message and that would be like enough because the platforms are built that way so I think that's what makes us less good that we don't have can can easily get that experience in in working with data Mm. so I mean how does that impact our marketing that we don't have the same in-depth data do you think yeah I think uh, 
it's harder to get conclusion on what's and what's right and what's not like like realizing these messaging tactics that we could mm. use i think there is a lot of frustration in that uh, looking at compa- companies and say that have tried working more data driven and it's like well it's not doesn't matter anyway <laughs> no. but i think it does i think we need to be a little bit more patient yeah. and especially we might not like one recommendation I usually give to my to my clients is don't spend that much. Like be more patient, mm. spend 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 less over a longer period um, period of time. Yeah. And what then? What do you learn Before. during that time? Then, I mean, what's what's your guidance there? The challenge we all have now is how to segment our our audience. Mm. Like to be more specific and not be as like general. To to learn from certain types of target yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting you but what is what is the challenge there i mean when trying to segment your your customers it's uh, i think it's it's of course it's easy to to segment based on uh, based on uh, uh, age and gender and uh, uh, like geography but it's harder and what like what data driven marketing like the value of data driven mar- marketing and getting the data of your customers is more like the the triggers mm. the psychographic kind of tr- triggers yeah. and like the behavior that you have should i send this person to the to a website or should i send this person to a store mm. for example a physical store mm. Or is this person more triggered by brand or like the sales offer that I have or uh, something like that? Yeah, like you, you, how you use your hardware, basically. I mean, or your iPhone or your laptop or whatever. I mean, I guess that that comes into yes. play as well, right? So. Yes, that comes in into place, but I think it's more about like testing formats and mm. uh, messaging. Yeah. <clears throat> Of course, because there there are so much things that the platforms do automatically for for us. They are, of course, mm. Facebook and Google are becoming much much more better. And like, okay, this uh, these companies probably want to by by like <laughs> by this message and this like targeting uh, settings, they are probably want to reach this kind of person. So they help us with that a lot. Mm. Uh, but for uh, for us to learn and to iterate our messaging i think that's the hardest thing and do you mean that other countries have more of this type of data so that they can do what we can't really yes they can get the insights faster yeah. that's it's it's the, the speed of mm. of the testing i think uh, <clears throat> but but what they what they lack since they can do it much faster is the i think what we are really good in sweden we are really good at this these tactics because we have tested a lot of time and we have a really high like we're we're good at many things mm. uh, so that's what we have have time for <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, <laughs> and maybe forced to do as well if yeah. we don't have the all the data and then you just need to be smart with the data you have basically mm. in this episode we said you know we want to also learn a little bit more about e-commerce in specific and digital marketing in relation to e-coms. And I think that especially mm. with also everything going on around the coronavirus and the crisis uh, that comes by with that, this has of course been uh, more, uh, even more kind of escalated or, or um, yeah, a higher demand for going digital basically. But, but in that shift of going online, 
what type of shift have you seen when it comes to digital marketing? Are we shifting in that same way over into doing um, marketing for e-coms? Is there a difference? Uh, in, in in comparison to to like getting people to a physical store, yeah, or like analog, like a more brand. analog business, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, f- I think what what the, like the first stage of going digital or putting e-commerce first is uh, like focusing on conversion directly. Mm-hmm. So that's what uh, most companies do and also are doing now in, in the times we're, we're in. Yeah. Uh, They're focusing more on like, where is my, like, where is my easy gain customers or the ones who are close to purchase? Yeah. That's the one we target first. Then we try to see, okay, now, now people, my e-com is working. People are shopping. Um, how can I find new uh, new customers? Mm. And then we start like doing a like bigger spray over over the internet. I think that's that's the most common way to do that. Mm. So the ones that you've already got in the funnel, you try to focus on them and close. Yeah, to get know. them uh, the, the ones who, who were in the physical store. That you're trying to. Yeah get them to come to the e-commerce first which of course would be the mo- most logical and mo- mo- most pro- profitable way mm. but there is still you still want when investing in e-commerce you probably want your your customer base to grow yeah. as well yeah. to reach more <laughs> and but but if we look at marketing alone what would you say is the biggest challenge that these companies meet now when when doing a transformation into digital of of course, it's it's finding new customer that's not like lo- that you're locally known to. Mm. Uh, that's the biggest challenge, and like finding them and uh, like getting them to know your brand. But I think what's also uh, is the biggest challenge is uh, like your product stock. Investing in your product stock, no, no, not really knowing um, who, who how much you can sell yeah. because of course you can like if you have a resellers, mm. they buy your product and it feels quite safe and it's up to them uh, just distributing your products or sell your products but uh, building your own product stock uh, in the right way delivering that kind of service where you will have enough of, of that so you could probably you don't know if you were going to sell out your product stock or if mm. it's going to be too much I think that risk is the biggest challenge of course yeah and how do you how do you address that challenge uh, well, decide how, how how big of a risk you want to take, mm. and I think it's it's a step by step uh, it's a, a step by step approach of uh, knowing how many customers you have today. Yeah. Uh, that might be hard if you work a lot with resellers, but no, you probably could get one uh, a big idea, and then realizing how many of these customers could I work, move to ecom. Uh, where is the channel? Do I have like, uh, am I in contact with them already, or could I become in contact with them already? Mm. Doing that and then build up to the uh, to the next phase. Yeah. But of course, they, 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 it could be an opportunity if you if you like push every channel uh, in like the right timing. Of course, mm. you can increase your sales sales as as well, mm. and then it could be a, like. Uh, a big risk on not having enough products yeah. to deliver. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's something that you recognize sometimes as just a consumer that you that you like you you, you find something online, you click it, and then and then all of a sudden it's out of stock. 
yeah. yes <laughs> do you think that's a tactic for some or yeah of course it could be a tactic for some and i know like especially with the profile product with which doesn't have that big margin yeah. that could be a, a good ta- tactic and but of course as a consumer today i think we are not we're we're like over that mm. <laughs> we don't think it it's as cool anymore as it was be, before now we expect our product or we will move over to, to something else, else. Yeah. um and we talked about it a little bit before about you know the difference uh, in marketing for a digital ecom or a more kind of traditional business but if we if we go go back to that and isolate kind of just the marketing you talk we talked about you know uh, the conversion first part what other differences do you see earlier what we did was looking at one channel <laughs> like what what should i do in this channel while if we're going mm. to be da- digital or data driven marketers we should think about like like one consumer <laughs> passes on many channels before doing a purchase or becoming like a loyal customers so i think we should like that change in shifting them like of course it's a good to have a like a good communicational flow between your like maybe if you have some content on your site and the shopping part of your site and your social media and your newsletter of course that should be aligned but you should also think about yeah. okay my customer how many touch points do i have what does he or she see going through like deciding to become my customer so i think that shift is something that we need to do start like like list your typical uh, cu- customer uh, we talk about consumer mm. journeys a lot of course but i think that's not that's not yeah. not harder than to think about okay here i maybe have four to five segments of customers that are typical customers list seven touch points or how many you can afford and then see like okay what does he mm. go through from the t- times he start like thinking about even buying some kind of product so not based on when he's doing the research he or she are doing the is doing the research but then like even before that because we want to get a lot of data to know who is could be our customer of course and then think about what are the touch points and how do i mm. for the, that individual customer build my like marketing uh, plan i think it also takes a little bit of skill and it brings me to the listener question of this week's uh, episode okay so here it comes we've got somebody who wants to learn more about um going um, digital or or building digital competences, I should say, Mm -hmm. because that's what it's stated. So Mm -hmm. uh, the question is, what digital competences do you need as an e-com and how do you develop them? So someone needs to be in charge of strategy and maybe Mm -hmm. even tactics that might not be that might be the marketing manager or the CEO of the company who have that like skills. But of course, it would be good if someone working with e-com have have that as well. But I think don't think it's necessary. Then you come to planning and that should be someone that were responsible for for the planning part or the like setting the marketing agenda and that could mm. be the e-com someone with knowledge within all the channels it could be a project project manager someone who's really good at like systematical f- 
thinking. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, then you have the like creation part, all the content that should be in your uh, like communication mm. or at your in your website. Uh, administration part, some technical skill in managing all these platform. Then of course the analytical part, like what yeah. do, how what do we learn from this? So I think it's like what was this like five com- different competences that you need to have uh, yeah. f- for this uh, trying to optimize it all but i think what you should see like ecom is a group group effort so of course yeah. it's it's good that someone has the responsibility in like project managing it but it could also be that some other person at the company have that maybe analytical skills maybe it's the financial mm. if it's a small company maybe it's the financial person who can uh, take a crash course in like getting the data out from this platform and yeah. also not leaving all strategical decisions on the e-commerce manager just because this should be the person in charge of all e-commerce uh, <laughs> no. do you realize what i mean so it should be yeah yeah so it's integrated. a it's a total transformation of the entire value chain basically y- yes so so and the question here was also if you know, the, I, I, there's probably like a delta here, like from what, where you've been to where you're going. So all of these roles need to develop in in the way yes. you described. And of course, what you need to develop is different depending on if you're the CEO or if you're the e-com manager, maybe those were the same you said, but mm. or also if you're the analyst, of course. But I'm thinking mm. about, uh, you know, if you were to say, um, you know, if you if you were to gain these competences, where would you turn? How would you do that? Is it just to read up or yeah, what do you do? It, it depends. Of course, you can read up. Now we talked about webinars. There's a lot of nice webinars <laughs> going on. I think there's so many mm. things going on out there. But I think there's also, I think education now is really popular. And I think it's just, you can, for 500 euros, you can go to... Uh, to take a day's course in e-commerce, for example, and that would give you a checklist on what you need to learn, and then you can go uh, and learn it by by yourself. Yeah, I'm thinking of all these roles and all of this uh, kind of this this competence lift that you need to do maybe across. <laughs> if you were to to guide us here on you know where to start, who's the mo- where does that transformation start? Well, I think now now I'm doing a, a work for a, a typical uh, like the case we we talk about here. Someone mm. who have a, some somewhat something invested in ecom, but working more with resellers. So of course this starts with the with the board and the, yeah. uh, so realizing that this is something we need to like focus on. Of course. Mm. I don't know if that was the like answer you were looking for, but yeah. But I think that's that's of course very important to have the the, the board and it you know it needs to be a management decision that this is yeah. like a, a new direction for the entire business. But I'm thinking then once that decision is made and you start to execute on it, yeah. so if you then you need to raise the competence level to be able to deliver on that on that strategy, the new strategy. Yeah. So what okay, then so in terms of digital competences would be, you know the most important to start building is it the analytics or is it the oh i think it's uh, it's the um, of course it could be like platform wise you need to know how mm. to manage the platform of course but if that is implement implemented i think you need to start getting people to your e-commerce that should be the first yeah. thing and then you everything then you can fix 
things later uh, of yeah. course so the marketing team uh, getting them to know like the d- digital channels how we, how you work with the platforms and what you can get out from that but of course that's uh, includes implementing all tracking i think you should mm. not start before all the the tracking is uh, implemented from google analytics to the facebook pixel or um, whatever platform you may use so yeah you get the insights from your customers and can see uh, what what pays off and not. Mm. So the marketing team and the analytics guys or girls, they need to do they need to go first here when you when you start to execute. So what do they what do they what type of competences should they look for? Uh, oh well, I, I think if this is something that I, I would wish there was. I feel like a technical like the technical I don't know how to say like base skills, basic skills. Yeah, I, I yeah. wish there was a course for that. I haven't found anyone. Just realizing how <laughs> is a website structured? What is yeah. an API? Uh, what mm. is a script? What is this, which will make it more easy for you to know? Like, okay, how do I tag my site? <laughs> because yeah. it's it's just it's very instructional and easy to to learn, uh, really. So I think that's where, where you should start. Hopefully, mm. you have that all, already, but. I think that's some basic that we don't really, we, we don't, I think it's data and it's technical and we don't want to look, look into scary. it. Where it's yeah. scary. <laughs> but it's it's the most easy thing to, to learn of all these things that we talk about, I think. Mm. Just go and do that. And then what, what, what next? Uh, what's next? And then it's... Uh, uh, learning how to do research on your audience, maybe, I would say. Mm. Like yeah. uh, d- daring to dive into platforms and how to realize how how you would actually get the data because then you know you could do more intentional marketing. Like if I do this, then I will learn this about my customers. So mm. how to to collect uh, how to collect data and how to segment uh, your data. Yeah, and I guess that's that's a starting point then, because if you get those building blocks in place, you could start kind of operating in this new in this new environment, basically. Yes, because you ha- probably have uh, great ideas already on what your brand is and like who your customer mm. is. Do you know this? Probably know this already, but you just need to transform it into different way kinds of format and use different functionalities on on the platforms. Yeah. And are are you know when you meet companies is this is this what what companies are doing are they focusing in these areas you know getting the basics up and running when it comes to the you know websites and stuff like that you said and and the analytics or I think you start with uh, what you are most uh, comfortable with so it could be <laughs> like anything of this stuff yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some some have focused on building their brand on social media, uh, not mm. really realizing do I actually get the customers from social media or like what what how, what uh, what pays <laughs> off. Some have yeah. like started doing putting ads up there and just like building one funnel. Some have tracked everything and are really afraid to start like pushing, <laughs> start pushing. So mm. I think uh, every that's that's it's a mix. Yeah. Um, but great. I mean, now we know. So now we know where to start, right? That's that's, yes. uh, that's some <laughs> <Hopefully>. great advice. <laughs> so, what about outsourcing? Uh, do people do companies work with that a lot in this? 
Yes, uh, of course, of course they do. And I think that's what you've seen a lot. You go to an agency that can help you with Google uh, ads or mm. search optimization, optimization. And probably if you don't have a lot of technical skills uh, in-house, you can go to an agency helping you build a platform as well. Mm. So, of mm. course, what I think is lacking, I think that's it could be a, a risk doing that, just like pushing it to... <laughs> to an agency and you would probably yeah. not be as happy with what they have to deliver because if you don't know what you can get from the agency you're pro- li- most likely uh, will not get the best out from from them as well so mm-hmm. learning a little even though you're planning on uh, planning on handing it over to someone else uh, i think is a good idea yeah i i think that's that's really smart i think that also for me, I have this, uh, you know, I don't know, this idea that um, when it comes to marketing, when you go into, when it's all digital, there's like, um, there's like no room for sloppiness anymore. I think mm-hmm. there's, it becomes very um, binary in the same way as data is always. Yes. But, but I'm thinking about, you know, the skills that we're talking about now when it comes to marketing in for an e-com or marketing in a digital environment. Couldn't you say that that's actually the same thing that's needed for just any marketing, but it's just, you know, really put to the test now? Yes, I, I think so. You're totally, yeah. totally right in that. And I think that's like when we're not when we're not realizing that it's 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 almost the same thing we just needs to like there are some blanks we need to fill uh mm-hmm. then it becomes more easy and we can get the things we were wondering before we can get data on and to make the right decisions or, mm. or like yeah put it to the test as you say <laughs> yeah <laughs> so no nowhere to hide anymore that's yes the... <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i think <laughs> Uh, like now I'm doing a growth growth marketing course for eight weeks and like mm-hmm. uh, like um, on like how you say a distance course where it's yeah. like people were like it's marketers who go that and they spend 10, 10 hours a week learning growth di- data driven marketing and you can see like for all even though they have much more experience than than I have like working with marketing they are mm. so afraid of doing anything wrong and it's like they're putting all their like anxiety out there and like this is what i need now i need to learn this but i Mm. like didn't i pushed it away so for so long and it's really (laughs) interesting to see how when they start realizing ah but i know this already i didn't Uh. know this but i know all of all of that and now it can become so much better Uh, we've got a question that we always want to ask. Mm-hmm. We're super curious to hear if you've got somebody that you would want to recommend us to interview in the podcast and who that person is and why. Oh, uh, I think there are some like who is doing what we are, what we are, who are trying to figure out and building this uh, kind of, uh, how do you say, machinery that we talked about today. Mm. Uh, one of them is, uh, my favorite one is Ashkan Agili at Pierce, Pioneers in E-Commerce. Uh, yeah. I think he's uh, have a g- good ideas in transforming. They've been like e-commerce from the beginning, but still they have a challenge in transforming to a different kind of marketing climate. I think they are doing some interesting stuff. Mm. 
Good. Then we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to get him into this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But thanks again, Sarah, so much for joining us. We're really happy to have you on the show. And thank you for wanting to help us to spread savviness uh, across the Nordics uh, among entrepreneurs. Yeah, thank you.